probably has in mind when he takes up a book on miracles. Unless there exists, in addition to nature, something else which we may call the supernatural, there can be no miracles. Some people believe that nothing exists except nature. I call these people naturalists. Others think that, besides nature, there exists something else. I call them supernaturalists. Our first question, therefore, is whether the naturalists or the supernaturalists are right. And here comes our first difficulty. Before the naturalist and the supernaturalist can begin to discuss their difference of opinion, they must surely have an agreed definition both of nature and of supernature. But unfortunately, it is almost impossible to get such a definition. Just because the naturalist thinks that nothing but nature exists, the word nature means to him merely everything, or the whole show, or whatever there is. And if that is what we mean by nature, then of course nothing else exists. The real question between him and the supernaturalist has evaded us. Some philosophers have defined nature as what we perceive with our five senses. But this also is unsatisfactory for we do not perceive our own emotions in that way, and yet they are presumably natural events. In order to avoid this deadlock and to discover what the naturalist and the supernaturalist are really differing about, we must approach our problem in a more roundabout way. I begin by considering the following sentences. 1. Are those his natural teeth or a set? 2. The dog in his natural state is covered with fleas. 3. I love to get away from tilled lands and metalled roads and be alone with nature. 4. Do be natural. Why are you so affected? 5. It may have been wrong to kiss her, but it was very natural. A common thread of meaning in all these usages can easily be discovered. The natural teeth are those which grow in the mouth. We do not have to design them, make them, or fit them. The dog's natural state is the one he will be in if no one takes soap and water and prevents it. The countryside where nature reigns supreme is the one where soil, weather, and vegetation produce their results unhelped and unimpeded by man. Natural behavior is the behavior which people would exhibit if they were not at pains to alter it. The natural kiss is the kiss which will be given if moral or prudential considerations do not intervene. In all the examples, nature means what happens of itself or of its own accord, what you do not need to labor for, what you will get if you take no measures to stop it. The Greek word for nature, physis, is connected with the Greek verb for to grow, Latin natura, with the verb to be born. The natural is what springs up or comes forth or arrives or goes on of its own accord. The given, what is there already, the spontaneous, the unintended, the unsolicited. What the naturalist believes is that the ultimate fact, the thing you can't go behind, is a vast process in space and time which is going on of its own accord. Inside that total system, every particular event, such as your sitting reading this book, 
happens because some other event has happened. In the long run, because the total event is happening. Each particular thing, such as this page, is what it is because other things are what they are. And so, eventually, because the whole system is what it is. All the things and events are so completely interlocked that no one of them can claim the slightest independence from the whole show. None of them exists on its own, or goes on of its own accord, except in the sense that it exhibits, at some particular place and time, that general existence on its own, or behaviour of its own accord, which belongs to nature, the great total interlocked event as a whole. Thus, no thoroughgoing naturalist believes in free will. For free will would mean that human beings have the power of independent action. The power